This is how you hear a podcast. Thank you so much for coming to episode three of the This Is How You Heal podcast. My name is Yada and I will be your host. Today we are joined by one of my best friends, Mercedes Mitchell. Mercedes, can you tell people about who you are? Of course. Thanks for having me, first of all. Thank you for coming. Um, As she mentioned, I'm Mercedes Mitchell. I'm currently a licensed professional counselor. Um, I have a BA in psychology and a master's degree in clinical counseling, which is where I met you. Yeah. Um, I see all populations. I see, I specialize in adolescence. That was yes. my sweet spot. Um, but I work in all different environments. I work in private practice, um, psychiatric hospitals, um, residential uh, facilities, um, just kind of all over high schools, like wherever they need a counselor. I'm the girl. She was there. I'm there. She got you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so as Mercedes said, we, we met during our grad program. Um, we got our degree in clinical mental health counseling. Um, and one thing that I feel like we really connected on is just like healing in general and for healing sure. for um, greater communities and populations and how that intersects with one another. And I think. Exactly. And just educating people on mental health of like, you know, I feel like it's, so, it's such a taboo sometimes, especially yeah. um, in communities of color. You know, it's kind of like what happens in the house stays in the house. Mm-hmm. Some people don't feel like they have a right to advocate or speak up for themselves or even talk about how they're feeling. Yeah. So I feel like being able to be people who look like us and open up the space for those to kind of welcome themselves in and talk about transparency about how they're feeling it's beautiful yeah um and i'm all for it yes yes so today we're gonna talk a little bit about um gentle parenting because i feel like this topic kind of comes up a lot and a lot of folks are kind of talking about gentle parenting either in like a a good positive way or folks are like well i got beat when i was a kid kid. and and i turned out just fine yeah i'm like did you though (laughs) like let's talk about it yeah so tell me your thoughts about gentle parenting definitely i do feel like um maybe the verb the verbiage is what gets people because they think Mm -hmm. oh gentle parenting is like oh don't do that yeah talk lightly like yeah everything's super like oh they drew on the walls how beautiful yeah. and i feel like that could just be very like dramatized but no. um i really think people just should recognize the impact of like how you parent at a kid at the small age creates the foundation and how they develop emotional intelligence how they feel secure secure in themselves how they communicate with other people um even to down to the part where people parents are like Oh, go kiss your aunt so and so into the kid that are a stranger. And now they grow up thinking, Oh, I have to kiss and hug strangers. Like, oh, because my mom told me to. I don't know why. I just yeah. she told me to, so I have to do it. Versus like that gentle parenting or positive parenting. Um, finding a parenting style that works best for you that teaches the kid autonomy to make choices for themselves, um, by also not traumatizing them you know and like there's a difference between like spanking versus like brutally beating (laughs) you know like taking a switch off like abuse abuse, you know very there's two different things and i feel like sometimes unfortunately um especially in the black community um they do feel like you know a scare tag like if i scare them to death they're not gonna do it Mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah but now they're terrified of you and parents shouldn't have kids who are terrified of them like that's not a good feeling you know yeah i I personally i don't think i would never want if i have kids like that they would be scared of me because then it's like well if something goes wrong how do i know you feel safe enough and comfortable enough to come to me exactly versus like oh shoot take me to jail because my mom's gonna do worse 
<laughs> yeah, and we've heard that before. We've heard it everywhere. And it's it's so sad like that people actually think that way. And yeah. it's like, dang, what what did the parents tell the kid? Where the yeah. point where they're like, shoot, that that B option is worse. So uh, hey, cops, lock me up, throw ahead the key because my mom's gonna do worse. It's exactly. Like, worse than exactly. That? So that fear is something else. And exactly. also makes me think about like imagine like you doing this to like a five year old. When you think about yeah. a five year old, you're like, they have been on this planet for five years. Yeah, they have five years experience. That's it. That's nothing not pro. <laughs> to your 20, 30 years of experience. Mm -hmm. And you're expecting them. And they probably have zero experience in whatever it is that they messed up on. Exactly. You gave them a crayon. They love to color. They're like, look at this. A every, time piece you of show, paper. every time they show you paper, mom's like, oh, I'm going to hang it up. Masterpiece. Exactly. They're like, oh, I'm going to get a bigger masterpiece. You don't got to hang it mom's up. Mom's going to love me. I'm going to get toys. I'm going to get candy for this masterpiece. Meanwhile, yeah. you over here slapping the kid or hitting yeah. them because it's like, well, they didn't know any better, you know? Exactly. And so I feel like that, like I said, that initial contact of like, Granted, as parents and as adults, like you yeah. said, they have more years, more experience. They should be more able to regulate their emotions, which unfortunately kids don't yet. Like they literally don't have all the tools it takes for them to understand, okay, decompress. Yeah. Let me not respond out of anger. Let me take a minute to, because mm. what I want to do is not what I should do. So yeah. let me just, you know, but kids don't have that. So therefore, that's following the parent to now self-reflect, be like, Ah, mm -hmm. brand new walls. <clears throat> exactly. She didn't know no better. Let me do this as a teachable moment of like, hey, honey, crayons are made for paper, yeah. not walls. Yeah. You know, like there are simple things we can do to still have that kid understand like, ooh, okay, that didn't make mommy happy. Do you like making mom sad or happy? Happy. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's something that would make mom sad. So exactly. let's not do that. Do you like what I make you? Like, you know, yeah. have conversations because at the end of the day, the kids are still learning. It's a teachable mm -hmm. moment. And I just feel like they just kind of tweaked it a little bit. They can still work in their favor. And not only is it for um, the kids, it's a teaching moment for them, but I mm -hmm. feel like it's a teaching moment for us. No, for sure. Yeah. And like, also, I feel like a window of tolerance, too, of like, yeah. how much, like, you know, especially if you're a first time parent or not a first time parent, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like if you are a first time parent, it's the first time you had an infant, first time you had a toddler, but even when the kid yeah. turned 10, you never had a 10 year old before. So, exactly. so throughout the entire parenting journey, you're going to constantly, constantly mm -hmm. be learning about how to parent yeah. at that kid's new age. Yeah. You know, so you kind of got to go with the flow. Like, yeah. once that kid starts being able to communicate back, you mm -hmm. know, and I think that's another thing too, because parents feel like a respect, authority, like out of uh, maybe culturally thing too, of like, don't say no to me. Don't talk back to me. I'm your elder. I'm your like, elder. Respect, respect. Me. Yeah. And I feel like something I've been seeing a lot on like, different interviews and stuff is parents saying, certain parents saying, um, I want my kid to feel comfortable enough to say no because I want them to know they have the autonomy mm. to speak their mind. Yeah. If something makes them uncomfortable, please, by all means, say it. Say it. But then there's still a way you can teach respect without mm -hmm. them saying like shunning them like yeah. you don't have an opinion towards me like if it's what i do yeah don't question it exactly where it's like no because if i truly don't understand why you're doing it please enlighten me yeah. just as a kid like just enlighten me oh you you, you can't do this well why not because i said, said so, so. That, what does that help that does not teach the kid yeah. anything it's just because i said so okay so now i'm going through like i don't know why i'm not supposed to but i'm just not supposed to mm -hmm. you know that doesn't help the situation, you know? Yeah. Like, some people, like, you touch the stove. Don't touch it. It's hot, hot, hot hurts. Exactly. You want an owie? No. We yeah. don't want boo-boo. Like, yeah. it, it takes two seconds to, like, do a further explanation for mm -hmm. the kid to be like, oh, equate that with hot, burn, ouch, mm. Like, yeah. okay, now we're going yeah. somewhere versus, like, what did I tell you? I told you not to do that. Exactly. Why? Yeah. Now I'm curious. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Curiosity becomes like, kill the cat. But, like... If you had you not just kind of gave that explanation to help the kid understand, like, this is why we're doing yeah. this, this is why we're not doing this. Okay? Yeah. Your safety is important to me. I don't want you hurt. 
Literally. Yeah. It doesn't take much. Um, and then you have the parents wondering when the kid is like 15, 16, and he's like <laughs> going like crazy and like beating on people and screaming and I'm doing all these like, I don't know, I didn't raise him like this. And I'm like, are you sure you didn't? Because. <laughs> you probably contributed to it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Because the way that we behave is a direct reflection about how our kids are going to behave. Like they are learning from us. We mm -hmm. were modeling a lot for, for sure. them. So. And, you know, your parents love to say, oh, do as I say, not as I do. And it's like, no. actions speak louder than words. You yeah. hear that all the time. Yeah. Actions speak louder than words. Uh, no, so I think gentle parenting is definitely something that people need to kind of look into more and mm -hmm. kind of understand, like, what works for you. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of these social media site mm -hmm. uh, pages that are, like, show them gentle parenting. People are like, oh, I'm, I'm not going... Don't do that then. Yeah, like, it's very individualized. That's why yes. I said find what works best for you and your family. Yeah. Your culture, your upbringing, all that. And I feel like um, even when it comes down to how you teach kids how to respond to certain things, mm -hmm. um, I've been seeing a lot of things of like teaching kids um, how to respond to like sexual predators, um, you know, potentially being touched inappropriately, you know, mm -hmm. typically in the past, you know, it's stranger danger, beware yeah. of strangers. Studies show that most of the time it's coming from people you know yeah. really well because you're comfortable with them. And I'm you know what? That's a parenting style in itself, teaching about sexual abuse and what it looks like to have boundaries within your own physical body yes, as a child. Huge. So how talk talk to us. Tell us how you would do that. Definitely. Um, I actually don't want to take the credit for this, but I did see something where um, a parent said, I don't teach my kid to stray away from um, only strangers. I tell them, Mom makes you uncomfortable. Dad makes you uncomfortable. It's grandma change, change your diaper. Yeah. Anyone who met these are your, you know, no squares, stuff yeah. like that. If anyone, no matter who they are, friend, family, if they make you feel icky inside, mm -hmm. please say something. If I make you feel icky and you want to go tell dad, by all means, tell I want you to feel comfortable to yeah. let people, anyone know, like, they did this to me. They did that to me. And I think that's huge. And I feel like some people aren't mature enough yet to yeah. talk about it yet. Because it's like, oh, don't be... Talking about, oh, well, dad did this. No, if dad yeah. makes you uncomfortable, please speak up and say yeah. that. Because otherwise, you're going to keep it in, bottled in, mm -hmm. and grow with, like, fear of men and all these different yeah. things. And it's like, if we would have had this conversation early on exactly. and taught our kids how to communicate effectively yeah. and be able to express themselves in a safe environment, providing that environment, first mm -hmm. of all. Like I said, because if you're terrified of your mom, you're not going to be, that's not a safe environment. Yeah. You know? So I think, like I said, providing that safe environment. Mm -hmm. Um have an open communication, you know, when the, when the time comes, like, mom, you know, like, I'm starting to like boys, or like, I think I'm this, I think I'm that. To feel safe. To feel safe. Yeah. I, th I can't stress that word enough. It's like, they just want to feel safe and secure. Exactly. And loved, you know? Yeah. And I know people have different beliefs, you know, different religion, you know, different things where it's like, oh, I can't accept this type of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I can't accept that. And I think there's a difference between, like, supporting it versus just loving your child for who yeah. they are. You know? And I don't ever want someone to feel like, oh, well, I have to now convert to this or believe in this because my child is that. It's just like, no, you can still love them, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I think they think love is like a foreign concept of like, it means you're now this, this, this. No, yeah. it just means I love my child. Love <laughs> is an action. That's what it is. Love is an action. Like, yes. it's not just a feeling because when it's just a feeling, it's so wrapped up in emotions and it's your own personal emotions. Mm -hmm. And it could be very selfish in the way of it doesn't encompass the other person, like yeah. your child, and you're exactly. not thinking of it that way. Um, and I think also it can kind of be looked at in the sense of like, in what ways you're talking about different cultures, different yeah. communities, in what way is um, love conditional and love unconditional? That's so true. Right? That is so true. Especially uh, when you said that, I was thinking about like the selfishness of like some adults or parents. They're like, 
oh, well, if I agree with your lifestyle, whatever this may be, whatever yeah. that action may be, they might think, oh, well, then how are people going to view me? Like, oh, you are now this too. And it's like, that doesn't automatically make that. It makes me a good yeah. parent because I love my child. Exactly. I show up for my child. Exactly. I'm there for my child. Yeah. And like you said, that action of love, it's just like, I'm, I'm just there for my child. That's mm-hmm. just it. Whatever they come for me, come at me with, with anything, I'm ready to take it on because I'm the parent yeah. that birthed them, you know? And I think that's a huge, huge thing that I wish more people were able to adapt and be flexible. They're like, you might have raised your child this way, but the moment they were able to start raising themselves, life could have turned them in a different direction mm-hmm. and they got exposed to something else that drew them closer exactly. to that. Does that mean now you shun them because, oh, that's not how I raised you? It's yeah. like, okay, you, you raised me. Yeah. Past tense, you yeah. raised me. Now I'm old enough to start making decisions for myself. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that, like, you would support me in my endeavors. Exactly. Show me love. Show me acceptance so that I feel confident enough to maneuver my new life challenges and um, navigate whatever comes my way. Mm-hmm. But just imagine if you're going through life by yourself. I don't have the love and support for my parents. Like, that makes life so much harder. Yeah. You know? Um, that's why I said it's the foundation of building your child up, building the confidence up, mm-hmm. too. Because, like I said... When kids go up to teenage years, to young adults, you start seeing that childhood trauma show up in relationships, mm-hmm. um, the insecurities. Oh, you know, my mother and my dad never, um, you know, secured me in my own self. Like, you are beautiful. You are smart. Not just a physical, because, you know, some parents are always like, oh, you're so beautiful. But, like, yeah. those affirmations like, you are worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, you are enough. Yeah. That means now I'm over here. Some people might think, oh, you're cocky. No, I just know yeah. that I was raised by love and support, and exactly. I, I feel it. Exactly. You know, it, like, yeah. it just rubs off when I yeah. walk in the room. So, I think that's just super important. Yeah. Um, I think some people just need to figure out what works best for them. Yeah. And their family. Yeah. Um, while you were talking, it... My bad. While you were talking, it made me think of um, how we, like a lot of the times um, when we talk about therapy, the, these westernized mm. words um, get kind of thrown in the mix and yeah. it can kind of be a little bit messy, like the word narcissistic. <laughs> um, but I feel like it's really important to talk about the the idea of like narcissistic parenting styles without outwardly like being like this like mean evil Mm -hmm. type of person but sometimes instead of looking at your child as like this is my child this is how i chose to raise them and putting Mm -hmm. them out into the world getting them ready getting them prepared which is what you're supposed to do like seeing them as their own being seeing them as their own soul and allowing them to go into that space Mm -hmm. like okay there's this author his name is khalid gibran and Uh he one of my favorite books by him it's called the prophet okay and one of the chapters is called um on parenting or on family something like that i gotta check it but mm-hmm. he's basically saying uh your children are not your children they are life's longing for itself and mm-hmm. like there was a lot more in there but he's basically saying like you don't have ownership over them so i say all this to ask you what do you think about the parents who see their children as an extension yeah. of them mm-hmm. and if they don't follow like play by play of yeah. what they put in their mind and you are like the child is no longer the main character of their life they're yeah. a side character to their parent talk wow. to me about all that yeah that's actually huge too yeah. um wow that was just a lot over here i know that was, right that was actually pretty deep <laughs> yeah. um but it does make me think about those parents who even live through their kids you know who might have not had something now they're like oh all this goes to my child now like i expect i have all these expectations exactly i always say this when i see my clients my patients you know when you have expectations from other people you're setting yourself up to be disappointed yeah because that part is uncontrollable and yeah. i feel like so many parents who are like that who fit that category 
they want to be in control of everything. Yeah. They want to be hands on. Yeah. Everything that happens, it needs to happen because they said it. It needs to work out in their favor. Like yeah. in their favor. Exactly. Versus like, what's best for the child? Like, you know, if a child doesn't want this, you start to see. Because at the end of the day, you should also be raising people who can grow into their own personality. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want, oh, that's my mini me. It's like, why? Why do you want yeah. that? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it might be cute. Sometimes it's cute. Sometimes like, they're like dressed the same. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little that. But to a certain extent, it's just like, no, you should be raising like an individual. Exactly. Like, let them find themselves. Yeah. And then <laughs> gas them up in their own self. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what it, that's kind of the arrow that we should be going down. But nonetheless, um, I guess I would also kind of make the parent think of like, where is it coming from? Because I know traditionally, I feel like it's most times like older generation yeah. parenting type of thing. So it makes you think like, well, how were you raised? And if you mm -hmm. kind of reflect back, but some people don't want to go back to their childhood, the older yeah. people generation. So it's like, if you kind of go back of like how you were raised and the expectations put on your life, mm -hmm. did it make you feel like a failure when you didn't make your mom or dad mm -hmm. happy? Did you feel disappointed? Like, oh, well, darn if you do, darn if you don't type yep. of thing. Like, do you really want to repeat that cycle? And that's where yeah. that whole like um, generational trauma come through because it's like it keeps repeating its history, keeps repeating itself. But you literally have the ability to stop it yeah. in its tracks and start brand new. Literally. But I get it. Some things are just kind of just ingrained in you and instilled mm -hmm. in you. But at a certain point, you have to kind of make it a choice to make a difference. Yeah. Like, recognize this mm -hmm. stuff, which I always tell people, therapy is for anyone, not just when you're going through it, not exactly. when you're coming out of it. It's maintenance. It's just. Yeah, you go get you a You can go six change. months, you know, check up, make sure. Am I still good? Yeah. Do I need to be aware of anything? Yeah. You know, it's just a nice little... Especially when it comes to, like, emotional, mental stuff. Because that's yeah. not something our society or <laughs> cultures or any of it really teaches us. But then you hear the, the people who are like, you know, that's what I have friends for, this and that. No, please go mm. see a professional. Yeah, don't please, do that. don't listen to your friends. Yeah, don't, don't. <laughs> Unless they're a therapist. But then they're going to tell you to go see a therapist. Bottom line is, go find a therapist. Go find a therapist. And by doing that, it's keeping you in check. So therefore, you can be your best version for your kids. Um, I always say, like, um, like literally everywhere that I speak at, I always just tell people, I feel like I was put on this earth to help other people be their best version of themselves. Yes. While I'm actively trying to be the best version. Because I can continue to improve myself daily. And I would hope that other people are excited to do the same for yeah. them. But it can be scary. It can be challenging. Yeah. Um, just navigating life. Everybody always has something they're going through. Yeah. Um, but I just really feel like if you're actively trying to make yourself better, that anyone attached to you, mm -hmm. whether it be spouse, kids, family, whatever, friends, job, oh, yeah. they'll benefit from you. It radiates off. Yeah. And they, and they watch you, like you said, how kid watches child. It yes. is the same thing. Honestly, that is like such a high level of emotional intelligence where I'm just like, everybody needs to get mm -hmm. onto that level where you feel like, you don't need full control of like yeah. people around you, but the full control of yourself and the management of your own emotions. Yes. I, I, by saying that, I tell my patients yeah. this too. I can't control what people do to me or say to me. I can only control how I react. Respond, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like respond. So like the world could be in chaos. This can be happening. This, this and that. At the moment, the fact that I know how to emotionally regulate my own self, mm -hmm. that's as best as it's going to get. Yeah. I know at least how to manage. Ooh, I feel myself going to 10. Mm -hmm. I know when I go to a 10, you might not have a filter. Well, yeah. in this moment, not having a filter at work, not going to be the best. Yeah. You I, get, I need the job. You need the job. I need the job. So, <laughs> if you need to go to the break room, if you need to go outside, if yeah. you need to go to wherever to get your stuff back in alignment where you're like, all right, I'm in a space now where I can communicate with others and not go off on them or say yeah. how I really feel. Yeah. We're doing something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Progress. Progress. Yeah. It's a small thing <laughs> we celebrate, you know? Round um, of applause. Exactly. <laughs> so, if we can, like I said, just teach that to our kids to how to 
when they expect something's happening, let's talk about it. Did yeah. I make you mad too? Because I think that's important too for kids to feel safe enough to communicate and express like, mommy, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. Or mommy, that actually kind of made me upset. And I don't know how to feel about that because yeah. you're my mom and I'm supposed to love you. But that hurt my feelings. And then just even hearing you say that, I'm curious to know like how many people that are watching right now are yeah. like, oh my God, imagine if I said that to my mom. Exactly. I would have never, never been able to tell that. her that. Like what? what? I tell you? Yeah. Like who? who I pay the bills chill? here. I get to upset you. What? Yeah. And it's like, I didn't ask to be here. You brought me here. Please hold me safely. <laughs> Literally. Okay. But I do, I want to segue into our next question because mm -hmm. we did talk about emotional intelligence. Yes. So I kind of want to pick your brain on what it means to be emotionally intelligent. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you want to relate that to parenting or just yeah. in general, but yeah, um, sure. Well, I think it shows up really big the older you get. Yeah. You know, um, like I said, as a kid, I think it shows up as being able to regulate your emotions and being aware of that. Yeah. But as you get older into adulthood, it's super, like, I know for me, like, I look for partners who do have emotional intelligence because yes. I know where I stand with that, and I just hope that whoever I bring in my life can meet me and match that energy. Mm -hmm. But basically, emotional intelligence, um, the way I can, like, break it down is being self-aware of your emotions, being aware of how your emotions or how your actions affect other people, being mindful of it. You know, some people are kind of self-centered, so they don't always think about, oh, how how is my actions affecting someone? It's being, yeah. it's more than just being considered, like, oh, Maybe I hurt her feelings. It's like, no, because of my actions, this this is the aftermath. Yeah. And there's room for both. Like, oh, what I intended was this. I also understand that this also happened. Like, there's room for both. You know what I'm saying? Some people love to be like, oh, but I didn't mean that. You might not have meant it. And that's fine. However, recognize that yeah. your actions still made someone feel that way. The, mo the sooner you get able to understand that both can exist... Then you're like, okay, I'm more emotionally competent. I'm more intelligent. I'm yeah. more aware of like you learn from it. You learn from it. Yeah. You know, like I always say that this and that, like this can happen and that can happen. Literally. So when people apologize, you know, simply people say, "Oh, I'm sorry if I did this." Yeah. And they take so away. what do you mean if you did? I just you told did. you this. Yeah. So now it's like I apologize for making you feel this way because yeah. I made you feel that way. So when people can start accepting that, I just feel like it's a huge step in the right direction of yeah. like. I'm becoming more intelligent about my yeah. emotions and how I function. And um, like we talked about, like if you're at a job, you feel, you feel yourself kind of mm -hmm. overstimulated and working yourself up. Yeah. Be aware that you need to step out to get yourself under control because now, unfortunately, you're going to start negatively affecting the other people around you and mm -hmm. they don't deserve that either. Yeah. Or if your kids are around you, if you feel like you and your spouse had a fight and then you bring that into the kitchen while you're mm -hmm. eating dinner, mom, your son comes to you like, mommy, can we do this? And you go off on them. And it's like, Little Jenny just wanted to play Legos. Literally. And yeah. you over here projecting on him. Exactly. When you should be more aware that, like, me and him just had a, me and his father just had a fight. I need to cool off. Give me three seconds. Mommy, mommy needs to go to the playroom for a second. Exactly. And regroup, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we all need it. And I yeah. feel like the, the sooner that people can kind of recognize that in themselves, <laughs> a lot less heartbreaks can happen. Cause yeah. I yeah. tell you. And giving yourself grace when it does happen. Yeah. Um, I think that's when you can learn from a lot of mm -hmm. your uh, behaviors. Because you can think, like, I'm going to be honest. Like, mm -hmm. I myself feel like I have a high level of emotional intelligence until I started being put into situations mm -hmm. that I've never been in before. That so, like... You. Yeah, like when you're like navigating like a healthy relationship when you're so used to like negative toxic yeah. ones and now like you're being faced with um your own behavior with mm -hmm. the these with a like, different Ooh, individual. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, whoa, what are these parts of myself that are yeah. coming out? And you're like, wait, am I not emotionally intelligent? Am I like still, am I the toxic one? Like, am I the problem? Yeah. And then you need to come to a place where you're like, okay, I'm recognizing mm -hmm. what I'm doing. First step. And the same way we were saying a child is like five years old, like mm -hmm. they've been, you know, experience has only been five years. Yeah. You have only what like this one experience with this healthy yeah. relationship or you know an experience with only two three healthy relationships exactly. are you just coming into like a healing phase and you're making these new connections with yeah. new healthy people so give yourself the grace thing. like i think emotional intelligence is not something where it's like this like metal or ribbon that i give you and you're like yeah you have it you and don't. i got it always no yeah it's actively every day yeah learning and like you said to give yourself grace that like something might come up where it's like wow i've never had to deal with this before yeah. I don't know how to handle it. Girl, listen, that happens to the best of us. Where We're still you learning. act beside yourself and you're like, oh my God, did I just do that? I did yeah. that. It happens. I did that. But that I always tell people too, once you know better, you do better. Yes. Or at least that's the expectation of like. That's what you should do. You should do. Yeah. You know, that don't yeah. Do that. But like the moment you recognize like, okay, that was not very becoming of me. Yeah. Let me recognize that and do better now that yeah. I know the effects and of I it. And I never want to be that person again. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you see it, like, if it hurt people or it, mm -hmm. whatever, you recognize that was not a good place that I like to be in. So, therefore, yeah. I'm going to make a conscious decision mm -hmm. not to do that again or not to go back there. Yeah. You know? And that's part of the growth. Yeah. Literally, like, growth. Give yourself your flowers. Like, ooh, this person yeah. last year different yes <laughs> big different you know we're so malleable as human beings and it's like we're coming into new spaces and new environments all the time that are going to shift who mm -hmm. we are yeah like i know the telltale like everybody always says this but get uncomfortable or get yes get comfortable with being uncomfortable, uncomfortable. that's so big yeah because the things that are uncomfortable for you are uncomfortable for this version of you yeah but the next version of you that you're trying to become mm -hmm. is hella comfortable yeah. with that yeah so, and like people say oh you need to be stretched you need to be pulled yeah literally out of your comfort that's zone gross. so you know how to next you know like i said navigate things more better but yeah. you won't if you don't ever go through tough situations or a couple situations you really won't know how all your emotions can respond to stuff because yeah. you're not being put in those in situations or those environments. Mm -hmm. And when you mentioned like being in partnerships that are negative or toxic or whatever, it made me think of people who uh, victim blame, you know, yeah. and they're like, oh, well, you, you should know that I don't like this. Yes. It's like, how would I know that, you exactly. know? And if you don't be able to effectively communicate how you're feeling, goes back to emotional intelligence, being aware of how you feel and being able to communicate that with that person versus yeah. like, Oh, they should know. We've been together for three months. Or we've been yeah. there for 30 years. They should know. And even then, no matter how long you're with someone, it's like you can't have that assumption. You can't have that, yeah. You have to be able to communicate that. That expectation. But can we talk about it? How does that literally go all the way back to what we just talked about, how your parents have expectations on you. And if you are like raised in an environment like yeah. that, you may subject other people to yeah. that. Exactly. And that's okay. Like we're not blaming you for going yeah. through that, but there's a certain point in time where you're like, okay, like exactly. it's on me now yeah. to work on this. Exactly. And it's really important to figure out what your triggers are that get you into spaces like that. Which I think is a really good segue into my next question for yeah. you, which is I kind of want to talk about the five love languages. Huge. And I feel like being triggered is something that really, like when you become triggered in a situation or in a relationship or whatever, it usually stems from a certain love language yep. that's not being, not being received. Or received. Exactly. Yeah. So just for the people to know, yeah. there is five love <laughs> languages. Sometimes I always don't go in order, but basically um, there is... Um, Physical touch yeah. as a love language, um, acts of service as a love language, 
quality time, which is my favorite. Um, gift giving yeah. and words of affirmation. Yes. So those are the five. That one's my favorite. Words of affirmation. Yeah. And physical touch. Those I'm are a physical touch and quality time person. Yeah. Like, get, and I like quality give, time. Give me yeah. a hug, but then also give me your undivided attention. We could be in the same room, not do a month, but because we're in the same room, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Yeah. And I'm happy. I honestly, know? I think I like all of them except the gift giving. Yeah, gift giving it's cute, but like I just like I, I just think I just think actions speak a lot of the words for me personally. I just want to be with them. You said it was on touch them, you know. And so the reason I teach that a lot with my clientele and my couples, and not even just for couples, because we need to know our own love language. Yeah. But the difference is knowing your love language is important, but also knowing your partner's love language. Yeah. Not even partner. And how they give kid. and how they receive. Exactly. That's why yeah. I said be aware of what yours is. But also be aware of what theirs is. Yeah. Just because I just said mine is quality time and physical touch. That's how I like to receive love. Emphasis on receive. Thanks, hun. Well, I like to receive it. <laughs> However, if I met someone and they're like, ooh, acts of service is my love language. Like, don't even ask me. Just go ahead and, you know, throw my drawers in the laundry for yeah. me real quick. Or, you know, pack my lunch before work. Like, I just like that. That's how I receive love. Yeah. I have to be mindful of that. Because imagine if I'm over here like this on that person. Like, hey, And babe. they're just like, you know, uh, like, it. Like, like, too much. And you're like, oh, yeah. but I'm loving them all day long. Yeah. It's like, that's not how they ask to be yeah. loved. And that's the part we have to be mindful of. Like, if my partner can communicate how they want to be loved, I need to be able to adapt to that. And if you can't, yeah. have the conversation, recognize if this relationship or whatever it is can move forward. Yeah. But it's really important to be aware of what yours is and what the other person is. And like yeah. I said, it could be your partner, children, family, whoever. Some people don't like what you like, and that's mm -hmm. fine. But when people say, oh, but I love them, but I love them, but are you loving them the way they need to be loved? How are you loving them? How are you yeah. loving them? That's yeah. such a huge thing that I feel like can be so simple, but it can be so complex, too, because if you're not having these conversations, then you just kind of let them fall by the wayside and you're yeah. just assuming, oh, well, I mean, I show them my love. Oh, you know, sometimes, not going to lie, but some absent fathers love to just show up once a month or yeah. once a year on your birthday. I saw the kid about a month ago. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking I about? I gave him $20 for getting yeah. an A. Okay. Don't you remember I bought him that McDonald's after school when I had picked him up? But for Christmas, I bought him a new PlayStation. Though, like, if that's not love, you did. You I did. don't know what it is. Yeah. Meanwhile, like I said, little Jimmy <laughs> just wants a hug and I love you. And you can't provide that, so therefore, he doesn't feel love. He feels bought. Yeah. Ooh. Bad. Bad. Getting chills. I don't I like that. Done. I don't like that. So yeah. I feel like, once again, you need to be aware of how you like to receive love mm -hmm. and also how the people around you like to uh, feel love and, and get it in yeah. return because otherwise we just missing signals. We just fire them off. Yeah. Love you. Nope. Not receiving it. Love you. Yeah. Nope. Literally. <laughs> and what's the point of that? Yeah. So it's huge. I, I, t I always start with that. Like, what is your yeah. love language? And if you've never, if you don't know, that's a good place to start. Figure it out. You know, you yeah. might think, oh, I love gift giving. Yeah. And there's actually quizzes online, real simple, free, yeah. like 20 questions. <laughs> And at the end, it, it doesn't order how much percentage of each one you mm -hmm. are. Yeah. But I tell you, I'm literally like 50-50 in both quality time. Mine touch. was the three. I okay. had um, physical touch was the top one. And then, the, no, no, no. It was words of affirmation. Okay. And then physical touch and quality time were exactly the, the same. same. Yeah. So, like I said, it's really important. So I would advise anyone, just for fun sometimes, too. Just if you're not it's aware. Yeah, yeah. If you're not aware. And things change, too. Yeah. Because in your 20s, it might be this. But in your 50s, okay, then they done that. I need mean, act of service. Show me yeah. your love. Just show up for me. Show me your Because some people can get aggravated by your... Because, like, when you're telling me yeah. the whole, like, different types of love languages, I'm mm -hmm. thinking of, like, acts of service. Like, if somebody took my laundry and, like, put it away for me, I, I wouldn't like, like it. I no, wouldn't yeah. like it. Because I'm like, wait, I, like... 
I'm a planner and I'm like, I need to know what I'm doing and what, where I'm putting things. I'm very exactly. like independent. So, yeah. yeah. Like I like to do those See? things myself. It might, it might make you mad. It you know, might a little bit. It might just make you, might raise your anxiety. And it's like, why are you on edge, babe? I just did something for you. Nice. Do you not understand? That's not nice. Yeah, it's like I I have a certain way of doing, doing that. Things, yeah, exactly. So, but I can still see. I can be like, I appreciate it. Thank you, and I can communicate. It's, and be like, exactly. You know it's what? It's the thought. Yeah. What, and if you're emotionally intelligent, you would recognize like exactly. They meant well for me, but I'm going to use this time to explain to them. Yeah. I appreciate the effort, the thought that I know you love me. Yeah. But this is how you can show up and love me too, because yeah. this is how I'll receive it. Better. You could just you know hop up, sit right here on the on the uh, laundry machine while I while do I do it while I fold it. Yeah, hey, babe, what's up? Nothing. Yeah. Tell me I look cute. Words of affirmation. Exactly. Like something. Yeah. And by saying that, how we said it changes depending on who you're with, what relationships you're yeah. in. Let's say you had a partner who never said anything yeah. you know, to you, like about words of affirmation, baby, you look beautiful, you're doing it, you're killing it, you're an awesome mom. Yeah. You might not hear that. And so you're, you know, if that doesn't work out in your next relationship, you might recognize, I haven't had that in years. And actually, this is how I need to love in this new phase of my life. Yeah. So reminding me, giving me those affirmations daily of like, you, like I said, you're killing it. Like you are that, you are that girl. Before you leave work, baby, you are that girl. Thank you. I'm Am I? Wait, hold on. Am I? Like, you're just like it, all like, It yeah. makes a difference. So I think that's why it should be an ongoing communication of like, yeah. it's been, hey, it's been a year. Are we still doing good? Check-ins. And not even a year. Check-in monthly. Check-in no, with check your partner. Check-in daily if you need it. No, Mo- check-ins like, are literally. so... Listen, I, one time I was having a conversation with somebody and I was, I was saying that like, you know what, actually, I don't think I'm going to bring that up to you because I don't want to bring it up too much. And they were like, no, bring up everything that you want to talk about. And I was like, you know what? That's so healthy. Yes, because I'm going to stay up here. Here with it. Oh, it is way more. <laughs> and then where's the effective communication at that point? Like, And the fact that you're now hiding how you feel for that partner because you might be scared of how they react. You're scared of this. Which... You would hope that you are in a relationship that's safe Safe enough for you to do that. Exactly. exactly. And the moment when you start second guessing of like, oh, they might run if I, you know, leave the relationship if I bring this up one more time. Let them run. Then they're not for you. Girl. Run, force. Run. Because that's not what you need either. And yeah. I feel like that, that would do a lot of process of elimination relationships too. Exactly. If you are having these conversations and you realize your partner is not responding well to them, okay, well, maybe that's not the partner for me. Exactly. And that's okay too. Yeah. Next. Like, and then you know, like, is this an attachment or is this like oh a gosh. real soul type of love? Is this yeah. something that actually like is supposed to exist in like, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a hippie, but like in different like space and time. And like, you yeah. know, when, when you're in one of those healthy relationships, yeah. like I keep touching my stomach, but it's like, it comes from the soul. It comes mm-hmm. from the heart. Like attachment may be triggered, yeah. but it is not the soul space of the relationship. Not it might be. It will be triggered. We all have attachment issues. If somebody says they don't, they're lying. Like, we all have something that we're dealing with where um, when it comes to, like, learning how to effectively communicate, learning how to love a partner, learning how to... Nobody is coming out fully clean, out the womb, all the way to their 20s. And then recognizing (laughs) that if you say, like, oh, everyone has attachment issues or something with attachment, then you hear those people, oh, no, bro, I'm good. Okay, those are the avoiding types. And those need, to be, those need to be talked about too because why are you avoiding? Why are you yes. when you do it that way? Because sometimes parent, you know, parents are girls. Yeah. How you were brought up, you know, they were not a loving, affectionate family. You didn't see mom, dad kiss each other. You didn't see mom, dad hug you for whatever night. You didn't hear people say, I love you. Like, I've heard someone, one of my friends say, I've never heard my dad tell my mom. Yeah, I've heard like, my friends say that. You know, too, and it's yeah. like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> really? You know, yeah. like, did your dad tell you I love you? I mean, nah, but I knew it. How? How did he mm-hmm. show you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do you feel love truly? And it just makes you think. So, 
And then there's the opposite where the yeah. friends had their parents that were like overly like helicopter over them. I love you so much. And anything that you do will affect their behavior. And then they Ooh. start guilting and gaslighting. Talk and about it. Hey, anxiously preoccupied attachment style. How you know, are you? That's like the complete opposite yeah. of the point you were talking about. But And then just to go back to tie everything we've been talking yeah. about. And when you mentioned having the mini-me's of your like parents yes. having mini-me's and saying like, oh, I have these expectations of my child doing everything I say and mm-hmm. making me proud one day. Live, pass on the legacy. Like that's a strong world, word, first yeah. of all. That's pressure. Legacy is a lot. Really. Yeah. But recognizing that if a child grows up thinking, oh, I've always had to... Uh, impress my mom or make her proud or do this and this and that and you grow up into a relationship where now you're seeking validation from someone you're, you're like people pleasing you're it's waiting to much. hear like hey like tell me I did good like a dog like good job you want to treat you want to yeah. cook like that's not how it should be what? you know but sometimes yeah. you know you were raised to think like I need that validation I need that uh, approval no. from someone in my life to make sure I'm on the right path versus yeah. like I'm all the approval I need if and it makes me happy <laughs> I'm good yeah and you if it makes not happy I'm good yeah and you could be doing it without even realizing it. Yeah. It That's really is the scary the part. It is scary. Like, you start, like, people-pleasing. You start doing all these things without even paying attention. And then you're not even effectively communicating with yourself at that point. You're, yeah. like, avoiding or you're too attached to a certain scenario or whatever the case may be for you and your own individual thing. So, question for you. Yes. Effective communication. Talk to me about effective communication within yourself. Like, yeah. how do I effectively communicate within myself, like, my feelings to myself and how that translates to behavior yeah and then also effective communication when it comes to the people in your life okay for sure it's one yeah, of my favorite things lot. to talk about too <laughs> um well i guess personally a big thing like i said it, it does start with the being like emotionally intelligent being aware of how you feel yeah. and like how you just mentioned something about like there might be things you want to bring up but you like no hush it out shut it out internally yeah. there might be things that you're feeling that you want to express or you want to like let it be known, but like you might, no, that's not a good idea. Mm, people might think it's about me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I need to learn how to express myself freely in an environment where like I don't really care how people respond in a sense, long as I get it out, you know, out loud, which is like I said, once again, therapy is huge. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to have uh, spaces to like communicate those things. Another thing for me is I teach this to everyone who I come in contact with. Yeah. Um, please. Um, listen to understand and not respond. Mm. That is huge yes. when it comes to communication effectively yes. because if you're too busy, oh, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm trying to understand how my person, whoever the person is, is going, but you're waiting for that rebuttal, like you're waiting to like, and then boom, mm-hmm. you know, you're waiting to just kind of chime in and see this is why you're wrong. Let yeah, me yeah. tell you how you're wrong. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like when you send somebody like a message like explaining all your feelings and they, res- and, and they take that one last <laughs> sentence and they take that they're like actually so i wasn't did you read what? did you read anything did, did you, you see point anything? a b c and d are you done okay bet so this is how and actually like, i didn't see her in front of the post office <laughs> it was a chicken place <laughs> what like, that's not like, what we're talking about like, it was on monday not tuesday this is why you were lying get it right i was wearing a blue shirt come on now all that no. so i say that yeah. to say it is super important to listen to uh listen to understand and like not respond like truly yeah. hear the person out because you might be surprised if you allow yourself but it also becomes a prideful thing too of like mm. i'm not leaving time of day like i'm gonna let them go but I'm, you know and it's just like you're not even letting your guards down to receive whatever yeah. that person is trying to say because you like i said you might be surprised of like yeah they made a good point or once again, because if, you know, if you're not aware of how you're expressing yourself or letting things release, people might be receiving things that you're not intended for either, 100%. you know? So to hear someone yeah. 
be vulnerable enough, first of all, mm-hmm. to share and express how they're feeling, and yeah. for you not to take the time to embrace it and welcome it in, like, well, once, I, for worst of all, I want to say, like, thank you for allowing yourself to let it all out. Yeah. I want to say, boom, X, Y, Z. I also want to say, this is what I intended for, and I feel like somewhere along the way, got misconstrued, and yeah. this is how we, like, what happened to communication like that? Nowadays, yeah. it's just like, ah, you got the next, and just yelling and screaming. You know what I think it is? Okay, because yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to talk like from a personal experience Mm -hmm. as well, but I feel like I grew up very independent, like, and being independent is something that like, I like, I'm happy and I'm like proud of, but also I'm noticing now more than ever that there's a lot of negative connotations attached to how I um, Uh. effectively communicate. Like, so for example, like when you're independent, especially in like a capitalistic society, like living in America, we have this like this hustle culture. Like I'm supposed to like be on my shit. I'm about to do this and I got this and I got this and I got this and I'll put my schedule together and I have this project and I got my nine to five and I got whatever. Yeah. And I start like throwing myself in that and I'm like, let me get my stuff together. Let me work on myself, which is great. It's Mm. so good. But at that point, it's starting to feel more as like a distraction than it is me actually like working on my mindset to be the like to show up correctly in that space wow and i think that's one of the biggest things that happens in relationships where people are like like instead of communicating with the person they're just like oh i'm just gonna go be about me real quick i'm gonna work on myself but are you actually going to work on yourself and you're like applying a correct mindset and being there and showing up correctly for yourself or are you just like i'm not i you know i was on you but now i'm gonna be fully on me i'm gonna stay distracted that's like a, like, a, like a like a scapegoat. Like yes. this is too much. I'm gonna peace out and handle my stuff. What like I know how yeah. to. Yeah. Versus like no, moving through uncomfortability, going through things that yes. make you uncomfortable. Like even I'm in, not, relationships. in relationships, especially in relationships. You must like <laughs> see. I'm used to being my. I'm used to being solo dolo. If there's yeah. a problem, resolution. I'm gonna fix it because it's just exactly. me. Exactly. But when you involve someone else, the moment you involve someone else, family, partnership, friends, work, whatever. I'm be over the show. Like why are you doing it that way? <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on. Why are we doing? Why, why are we doing that? Like, you now have to be more aware that, like, okay, this is more than one body now we're dealing with, more than yeah. one brain, what more than one person's emotions we're dealing with. Yeah, you got to be learn how to be uh, um, considerate, open, open accepting. accepting, respond, all these yeah. things. So I can get it why someone might be like, this is too much. This is yeah. why. This is why I stay single. Yeah, but like. In that, like I said, if you're so content, by all means, if you just want to be solo for the rest of your life, that's your prerogative, okay? I don't believe you, but if that's what you want to do, that's just me personally. She you know? said it, I didn't. I was, yeah. But I really <laughs> challenge people to be yeah. like, move forward with that uncomfortability and figure out why it's making you uncomfortable. Yeah. Because like you said, you recognize it because yeah. you know, I was I was raised independent. I was did this. Mm-hmm. Some of your people are like, I don't know why I'm like that. Or like, I don't know. Like, that's a you thing, not a me. Mm. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. You hear me? Therapy. Okay. Therapy. Yeah. Therapy. <laughs> For $500. You know, but all these things could be discussed. And like I said, that's why I, I love telling people, like, when was the last time you talked to someone? Like, for real. They're like, child, I don't got time for that. Mm, you need to make time. Yeah. You actually need to. It's kind of showing. It's, it's beneficial. Yeah. You ain't been there. It shows. Baby, how you handle that? How you talking to me right now? When's the last time you had self-reflected? Recognize why you're doing that. Who you really mad at? Yeah, and you know what? Therapy doesn't even need to, like, if it's intense for you to, like, yeah. come into one of our offices, I get it. Like, yeah. that's okay. Like, it's new. It's it's It could be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, Start with, like, little therapy. Like, sure. get yourself a journal. 
Ooh, journaling. Can we talk about journaling, journaling for a second? Let's do that. Talk, talk to me about what you think about okay. journaling. Okay, and, and I'll be the first one to say, it's not for everybody. I understand yeah. that. However, I do think that's the first step when you talked about how do I how do I effectively communicate with myself. If yeah. you don't know how you're feeling, how can you expect anyone else to know how you're communicate feeling? Communicate with yourself. Write yeah, it down. Like, write it down. Get the thoughts from in here to down on the paper. Mm -hmm. Because we leave them up here. They weren't wild. They yeah. they absorb other assumptions. They mm -hmm. before you know it, you over here like, oh, he don't love me. He must be having three kids on the side. What? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you get that from that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you're not the moment something comes yeah, to your mind, we have like, never <laughs> thought like that before. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Even as therapists, like we're like you know humble enough to say, say like yeah. we do. Yeah, we've we, all been there. We jump. We don't always skip. We be jumping yeah, too. Yeah, but then we recognize. That was a bit of a reach. That was a bit much. of a stretch. Just a little too much. Let me bring it back. Yeah. Let me write that on the pocket this for later. Yeah. You know what? And open that little bookmark mm -hmm. back up and look at it and be like, oh, mm -hmm. that was crazy. That was a bit that much. That was a lot. You know? But it's okay because now I know it's a lot. So now it's not 7 billion thoughts in, in my head. head. But exactly. now it's like on the paper. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't as bad as it yeah. felt in my or body. Or in the sense of like, you got those people who I'm not a natural like, argumentative person i'm actually not a natural angry person in general yeah. but there's those people who like wake up on 10 go to bed on 10 and just always on 10 right and they're like if you if i'm my mouth you're gonna hear how i really feel you don't want that yeah and it's like okay pause first of all you should not be angry there's something else too yeah, but if you wild. feel the need that you want to go off on someone or you feel the need to like really just like rampage it out write it down if there is your boss who like been irking you and you're like i can't literally can't afford to say this to him yeah but definitely somebody gotta hear it yeah you honestly or call your friends like i know that that could be a, a form of therapy like if i have something that gets me upset or i'm going through something i'm gonna call a friend like mercedes and get her on facetime be like and this like i just need to the get nerve. it out yeah like oh that felt better okay girl what you doing yeah like, and, like already you're back at two versus ten exactly you know? and it's just that quickly of like recognizing yeah. like i knew for myself that if i kept that bound in it was going to be released somewhere somehow yeah maybe not in the most healthy or safe way if you think mm -hmm. about it too because some people are emotional drinkers. Some people are emotional mm -hmm. eaters and stuff. So it's like, if you just leave it bottled up and don't never release it, whether it be on paper, pen, friend, phone, whatever, not on Facebook. Get in the gym, go <laughs> hit a bag, like go boxing, Something whatever. to release like, it effectively. Yeah. Um, go to the healthy. lake. I go to the lake all the time. Let I the, literally let the waves hit the rocks. And just, no, mm. for real. I just lay there. I feel the ground beneath me. Grounding is huge too. It's so it's nice. Huge. Please, it's so... I want to go do it now. Can we go after this? It's so <laughs> helpful. It really is. It's but like... all that to say, it is super important to be able to release your emotions effectively safely yeah uh, because all that is going to be a form of healthiness like mm -hmm. it's a healthy form to, uh to release some people love to listen to music some people write music for that matter yeah. i wasn't gifted with that but you know that ability <clears throat> yeah it's not too late <laughs> but some people like to write songs about how they feel yeah. that's why i think so many so many uh songwriters or poetry or poetry yeah Ooh. i did that for the longest time Speaking. yes yes baby yes. okay so we needs to hear somebody has something to say yeah um but all these things are huge we're saying that dance form of expression yes. i mean i'm a dancer so that's my lane i don't always have the words to put it down because i feel like a lot of people are like i don't know what yeah, to say but you're about, you i don't know. have the words to put in you know <laughs> I don't have the, no. to put it into words, basically. Yeah. So my thing is, I say that <laughs> I was going to ignore it. I hope you all did it too. <laughs> I thought it was good. What is it that whole word they do? Stop being a little distracting. Ooh. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Wait. Okay. Put it one time. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> 
But I'm not a dancer. This is a huge thing to release too. Like some yeah. people feel the beat. Yeah. Some people want to release that anger and just hit that. Mm, yeah, you know, like <laughs> you got served okay. being, and being the rain, like you a little saint. You know, it's important <laughs> to release it in whatever yeah. form is good for you. Um, just find it once again, like the parenting. Find what works best for you. In adulthood, find what works best for you yeah. to release all that you're going through. Because I feel like life be life in every second of the day. Always. It and it's stop. never going to be a, let me wait till life. No, because it's not. Because it tonight it was this and tomorrow it's this and that. Yep. So It don't stop. Did you hear me? I said it 12 times. It don't, don't stop. stop. Life be life So I think from like everything we've talked about, yeah. what I'm getting from this is like one question that I'm going to ask myself all the time is how am I showing up? How am I showing up in this relationship? How am I showing up in my in this this day? How am I showing up in this environment? How am I showing up to work? How am I showing up in this behavior? How am I sh- just anything you do? Ask That's yourself. Important. How am I showing up? Yeah. yeah, and like what you said, especially for yourself too. Yeah. How am I putting? How am I showing up for myself? How am I putting that for myself? Like when you first said that, I was like, shoot, what about me? You know? Yeah. And the fact that sometimes you really have to be like, what am I doing for myself? Like how am I showing myself that I love me? You know? And it's not, you know, something like, oh, take yourself on a shopping trip. But it's not even just about that too. Mm-hmm. It literally is like making sure you're pouring back into yourself especially as a therapist like we pour yeah. out to people so much we are we are vulnerable for other people we hold like people dump their trauma on us we're like hey i got yeah. you baby what's up you got something else you got something else and at the end of the day, it's like well shoot what did i do to show up for myself today yeah like did i go to my favorite coffee shop did i watch my favorite episode on netflix yeah it ain't gotta be much did i get ice cream was i love this ice cream like yeah. what did i do to make sure that i re-pour back in myself and let myself know like girl you are that girl you that one mm-hmm. good night you know like yeah. <laughs> affirmations start off in the morning if you have little sticky notes on your mirror um if you have a scripture or a saying or a motto repeat that a few times i'm me personally um i literally live by this but every day i wake up i say you know god didn't bring me this far to only bring me this far, this far yeah i woke up with breath in my body eyesight my five senses for Amen. a reason so therefore Amen. i feel like my purpose on earth is not fulfilled yet no every day is being fulfilled but yeah. until god feels like me personally whatever you believe in when the universe says, all right, you done what you came here to do, yeah. go ahead and yeah. catch you along. But, yeah. like, I just get excited. Like, wow, okay, another yeah. chance at this, another chance at this. Exactly. I What's get excited, next? you know, yeah. Um, yeah. to do life right again, like, again, again. Okay, cool. And imagine if you stopped. I tell, like, I do this thing where I'm like, imagine if I stopped where I thought I was uh, going to stop. Girl, you, we were like, where's she at? I don't see her. Yeah. We're so far back there. If you would have stopped when you thought you were going to, when you thought the world was going to break you. Yeah, and then life was like, get your ass. <laughs> just like it's, it don't stop it's gonna pull you it won't stop you yeah sometimes you snatch you need to be grabbed by the yeah. collar just look come here a exactly bit. like i'm sorry mom what was i thinking and you know what i think that that like there's like you know a good thing about that but also it makes me think about like how you need to be able to take a lot of like self-love and self-care for yourself in that moment Huge. especially as women of color Huge. especially Huge. living in a the expectation that i put on us not even by ourselves, unfortunately. And most of it is societal that we yeah. have now has been ingrained in us. So we just assume that it's what we're, you know, strong black women. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to break. I want to be soft. <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> please. Somebody, please. Because it's like, whoever came up with that? I mean, like, why? Wait, you're so resilient. And- yeah. 
like don't call me resilient anymore oh, i don't want to be resilient they be like oh but you've been doing this for so long you can do it exactly i don't want to do it no more i didn't want to do it back then or yesterday but i, I had need a to. foot rub i ain't have no choice i want to i want somebody feeding me grapes i want to be on a beach somewhere just like <laughs> anything else your majesty yes yes and what you say yeah please all of it more and more <laughs> but like like you said, first women of color, like, we really got to show up for ourselves and each other more. Yeah. Because I just feel like the fact that we can relate and know, like, oh, you have it like this, too. Oh, I know you got it like that, too. Yeah. Bet. Let's show up. That's why when people, like, you see girls taking girl trips or yeah. um, whatever, going to speak easy. Just something that makes us feel good and being with each other. Plus, we love to dress up. We love to make yes. ourselves look cute. Like, we be needing that recharge, yeah. and especially from other women who can relate and understand us. You know what I'm saying? Like, and recognize in what place you hold in society yeah. in terms of those relationships with the women in your life. Like, don't let your ego come into that space. Like, recognize yeah. in what way that your privileges, whether it be your skin or anything, yeah. can relate to you in that society and your friend in that society. So it's not like your friend as a black woman is sharing something. And you're like, me too, me too, me too. And you're just like, mm, no. even then, the experience yeah. is individualized. Even then. Very Because no two people have gone through the same exact things. Yeah. Because like I said... You can't control how life happens to you, but you can control how you respond to it. So you may have responded with violence, which some people do. I may have responded with words, you know. So therefore, based off those two different, <laughs> based off those two different scenarios, Vicky over here could have wop the wop do wop, mm -hmm. and then me, I could have spoke my mind. Therefore, we both went to the same thing. Not Vicky, I don't know. I'm what, crying. I don't know. What no, because it, it made me think of the. <laughs> Yourself. But, <laughs> but based off of that, Please. what I'm saying you're is, you're, you're too. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> okay. Like I was saying, okay. you know, you can't control how people or life respond to you, but you yeah. can choose how you respond. You know, yeah. so someone over here could have responded with violence, right? And I could respond with my words because I know how to effectively communicate how I'm yeah. feeling when someone makes me mad. We both might have went through the same situation. Might have been um, accused of something. You know, something could have been racial. A slur could have happened. So we both went through the same thing. Yeah. But our experiences were different because I responded this way. And, and I responded like this that way. way. You know, yeah. so therefore, like, even then, we might go through the same things. But our experiences with through those things are still different. So when people are like, oh, I know exactly how you feel. I always tell people, I don't know how you feel, but I can only imagine. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine. Yeah, I, I don't exactly. truly know. People yeah. like, oh, I can imagine how you feel. No, you can't. Yeah. Because you're not me. You didn't go through it. You didn't respond how I responded. So you don't know the aftermath from it, the consequences. Yeah. You don't know. So stop saying you do because that can yeah. make someone even more irritated. Because then it's like, why am I talking to you at this point? If you know everything, yeah. like... Why are we talking? And I, I tell people all the time, which is another myth through counseling, that my clients come in there like, oh, I just need advice on this. Baby, we baby. don't give advice, don't give advice. So ever. Can, mm. If a therapist ever gives you advice, get out. Wrong. Yeah, wrong, wrong office. It's more so I feel like, you know, life coaches and stuff, they want to do some of that stuff. They can sometimes, you know, give us perspective, maybe. Yes. But I truly believe, like, when it comes to, like, counseling and stuff, I feel like if people come in there wanting, like, tell me what I should do. Like, I want to fix my life. Like, fix my life. I, I definitely told my therapist, what do I do? And then my therapist would be like, mm. Yeah. Well, let's talk let's, it let's through. Talk about it, let's process yeah. it. Yeah. Best case scenario, let's, whatever yeah. sounds good. Hey, let's let's talk about yeah. that. You and know? then you tell me after we just dissect it all. Because some of the time, think about it. When you say like, oh, what should I do? You you don't generally you know, just don't, don't, don't know. know. So your therapist is going to be like, okay, well, let's break down all the pieces yeah. of like the things that you don't know until you get to a place where you're really? like, oh, I can do it now. Exactly. And that's what I think that's a big difference between yes. um, therapy and life coaching. And I've done both. And I noticed like when I'm when I'm a life coach. 
coach, I'm like, okay, we got a 10 week plan. You need yeah. to get up on stage because you have social anxiety and you need to perform in front of these 10,000 people. Let's do this 10, uh, this, uh, this 10 week plan. And I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. But in therapy, you need to, we really go with the, the flow of the client too. If you yeah. recognize the client is like, there might not be a 10 week gap. We might be a unde undefinite. Like we don't know the end. Right now, yeah. we just here right now, present. I think that's the biggest thing for counselors too. We just try to stay present with the client and yeah. track with them because today they could be like at a zero or a negative something, but then tomorrow they might be at a three. But then next week they might be at a seven, but then we yeah. got it back to a zero. Yeah. And we just have to be there with them along the journey and let them know like I'm showing up for you and let you know like this is your space to dissect, to unload, to whatever. And it's such a beautiful journey to be part of. It is. Yeah. And to see the girl, especially there's clients I've been working with for years, yeah. like years. And to see them maybe like shy at first, sitting underneath their hands, like nervous. Yeah, and stuff. just like fiddling you know, and stuff. And now they sit down, they're like, girl, hold on. Girl, let, let me, me tell, tell you what this. happened. Yeah, and you're just like, I'm eating popcorn. I I'm love like, it. Tell I'm like, tell me, tell me everything. And I think, yeah. too, it's so funny that cause some people who, I, when I first get someone, they come to my office and they're just like, I'm like, do you have you been there before? If they say no, I'm like, okay, whatever you think it is, get it out your head. Out, yeah. If you see it on TV, you think you're going to be on your oh, house. You really don't know what and it is. Over here, yeah. Tell me how that makes you feel. Uh-huh. You're just like, uh -huh. yeah. Like, that's not true. Remember that scene in uh, Space Jam when they lost their powers and they were all sitting down talking to a therapist? <laughs> that's what I thought therapy was when I first saw therapy. That's such a cute memory. Yeah. And then I became a therapist <laughs> and I was like, oh. That's not how that works. No. And that's why it's like, uh, kind of like a relationship too, or food or friends, whatever, like, it's a process where you yeah. like try it out. You might find a therapist who are like, yeah, I don't think she sees me, you know, yes, or understands shop me. around, no. especially yeah. if you're a therapist. You go, okay, you have a party. You're not going to buy the first, first dress unless it's like the best dress, but that usually doesn't happen. But when you, you keep are, it in mind, but <laughs> exactly when you're looking for a therapist, I always say call in to, to uh, look offices or, yeah. yeah, and be like, do you do like a 10 minute free consultation? 15? They Most should, therapists do. If they don't, I honestly wouldn't even. Yeah. It's like, why would you want to upfront this and not know if this is going to be, you know, what's best yeah. for you? So when people call me and, um, are inquiring about services. They um, ask you questions about yeah, yourself. Yeah, I actually ask them. They're like, okay, when's your next available? I'm like, well, first, would you want to ask me some questions to make sure that how I do therapy works best for you? Because yeah. by all means, like... Are we in, an, in alignment? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Values, cores, what exactly are you seeking to get help with or clarification yeah. on? Because... Even if it's something that I know that, hey, I know actually a partner that's more uh, certified or more equipped, mm -hmm. I actually will refer you to them because I'm not going to allow you to come into my space where I know even better or higher help to be there. Like, I'm, I'm going to do that. So I'm very transparent with my yeah. clients when they call because I'm like, if I hear in their voice, they're like down to earth. I know how to like, okay, girl, you, you came to the right place. We yeah. can definitely talk about yeah. that. You know, so I, I love being able to um, adapt and be flexible with my clients when they call, figuring out, like I said, they're presenting issues, what they want to get help with. And like I said, clarifying that, like, oh, I need advice. I need this, this, this. Yeah. We ain't going to do that. But I can't help you in this department. Or I can't get you to a point closer to where you can make your own decision. Yeah. It That's will. Huge. Yeah. It will and can yeah. and did. Done. Mercedes, thank you so much for being on this episode today. I just want to give one last space of just like any parting words you may have, any last advice. I know we said no advice, but this yeah. is a podcast. So. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> um, one, like I said, I love I love being in spaces, talking about mental health, talking about uh, like a personal development, how we can be our best versions of ourselves. I love yeah. anything like that. Like you always want to see me at the front line. Yeah. Speaking about that because I love to talk. <laughs> I love to have a good time. Yeah. Um, but I want people to truly know that, you know, whatever you might have believed or been told that like 
you can't do this. You can't do that. No, you can. Okay, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. If you feel like you haven't had those safe spaces or those environments that you felt secure in, just know they're out there. You just kind of got to find them sometime. Ask yeah. around, call around. If you've never felt heard or felt seen before, I got you. But yeah. there might be someone locally to you that um, that can also see you and hear you for who you are. Um, and if you don't even know who you are just yet, once again, we can talk about that. Yeah. We can talk about that. We can get there to a yeah. point where you're like, I'm starting to understand my identity. Like, I might have thought I was this or I was raised by my parents to yeah. I was this. But as I've gotten older, I recognize I like these things. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't really like what I was brought up to believe in. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You just come at all. But one thing about it, I'm never going to tell you how I think you should be. It's never about me projecting. Never. Yeah. It's all about you. And I'm like, we're just going to talk it out and see. Um, but I do encourage everyone to seek therapy. Um, see how it works for you, what works best for you. Um, if you ever have any like self harm or suicidal ideations, I'm I'm really big. I want to say this before I leave too. I'm really big on a defining myth of like people think that um, suicide is something that's like just the most selfish act, right? And I need to clear it up because it's so prominent in our. Um, and people will say that they're like, imagine if you did it. If you tell them you're suicidal, yeah. you're like imagine if you did it. How, how people, people would think. <sighs> That's the worst. It's been on my spirit to share this because, like, yeah. it's so, so, so please. important. Yes, but please. like, especially for parents, because like, I specialize in adolescents. Yeah. Um, for parents who are listening and watching, if your kid comes to you and tells you they are feeling suicidal or having thoughts of self harming or anything, the least effective thing, because I won't say the worst thing, the least effective thing you could do is respond by saying, "Imagine all that we do for you." Or imagine how that would make us feel. Imagine. No. Don't. I should not be in response. That would have been it for me. Don't. Please yeah. don't say that. I've read. No. You know all that I do and you still want to go and kill. I literally have these happen yeah. to me daily. So I want to advise <laughs> as best I can. Encourage parents to meet their kid where they're at. If they are struggling and they come, first of all, the fact that they came to you is huge. So most yeah. kids do this by themselves. If they come to you, guess what? They won't ever come back after, after all. That once they see how their parents yeah. respond, no. So I can only encourage you and hope that you guys will uh, listen to some of this and use it and say, like, okay, baby girl, like I, I hear what you're saying. Let me figure out how we can help. Like, what can I do? How how can we make, how can we exist in this in space right now? Yeah, and they might not have no words. They just want to be right there with them. Yeah. And that right there, showing up for them in that moment, yeah. could be the icing on the cake. They might not want you to go down the list of what you can do. Oh, all these people are gonna miss you. Oh, you're the captain of your cheerleading team. Oh, all these people. I don't wanna hear all that. Because yeah. if if something in the world is bringing you down that much mm-hmm. that you think your only option is to leave, by all means, you tell me all this stuff, obviously it's not gonna make a difference. Yeah, I'm telling you because I was serious about it. I was considering it, so I would hope that you would just be there with me in that moment. Just be there with me. Show up. Just, come on. All right. Silence. Sometimes silence is all it takes. You know, just silence, you know. Um, but also, letting the child know that, like, I love you. Yeah. We're going to get through this together. We're, it's a team. We're, exactly. we're going to get through this together. Um, but it's I just, me and you versus the problem. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, how this might make me feel. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, As a parent. Yeah, yeah. How um, respond. But it's actually, I, I said, I just want to break that myth of, like, they think it's the most selfish action that can be done. You know, I honestly, it's, it sounds very, I, I think people are going to write in and be like, I don't agree with Mercedes. But to me, suicide is like an actual, a, a brave mentality in the sense of, like, I'm aware I have family, friends. I'm aware I have a job. I have, I have all these things. And it's still that bad that I'm considering it. 
that's a brave mentality of like, wow, it's that bad that I was willing to do this, remove myself from the equation, knowing mm -hmm. that I'm going to be leaving all this behind like, the aftermath. And I just, I just had to say that because it just bothers me when people shun or or dismiss when people are like, oh, that's so selfish. How could you ever? Do you know how hard it was to come to that conclusion? Because that again, was... you're showing this person that it's not about them anymore. And you know what makes me think, thank you so much for bringing this up because yeah. I think it's so important to talk about. Um, one thing that I always like to tell my clients is if you are suicidal, are you trying to kill yourself or kill the life that you are living in this moment? Because I'm not going to front. If you, the, I work in a psychiatric hospital with kids too. Yeah. The number one thing when they say, um, I tell you suicidal, are you feeling like hurting yourself? And most times they say, I really don't want to kill myself. I just want to be dead because I don't want to be living the life that I live right now. And yeah. that's the difference. It's like most people don't want to kill themselves. That's why uh, gunshots, you know, self-inflicted wounds are the pretty much number one way that people end their life because it's quick, it's easy. No one wants to just be no over here, to feel that, you know, yeah. sit there and be uh, torturing themselves and they end their life. Some do. Some do. It depends, yeah. It does but... depend. Um, but like, like I said, studies show that majority of the people who make that action... End it quick. End it quick. Because it's like, yeah. I didn't walk through this, but I felt... At that moment, yeah. at that moment, that was my only option, and that's the part that it's like, wow, you it it got life got you that far to where you felt like this was my only option. Exactly, you know. So I just really feel like if we change the narrative and the language we use. Yeah, it would definitely shy people away from feeling scared to speak about it. Yeah, and like ashamed to talk about it. You mm -hmm. know, um, you know, some people are very religious and they believe that you know some of these things are just not right. Right. Yeah. I always just tell people once again. You ain't got to agree with someone's action, but if you just love them for who they are, it makes a difference. That's all it is. Because I know the Christian yes. community, like, I can't stress that enough. In the Christian community, like, that's not, that word is just not something that people like to talk about. It's not, a, they don't believe it's an option that you should choose for yourself. Um, but like I said, if yeah. someone is choosing that option or talking about that option, it must be something serious. So no, let's, it's, let's just show up for them yeah. and figure out, like, hey, what's going on? Let's lay it out. Let's figure, uh, you know, let's figure yeah. it out. Just show up for them. That's all I can say. Just yeah. show up for your people. Show up for yourselves. Show up for your family, your partners, your friends. But most importantly, always show up for yourselves. Because if you're not okay, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah. If you don't love yourself, you cannot show love to others. Yeah. If you don't know how to be loved, you can't love other people. Yeah. So, yes, this was nice. Yes. Thank you so much. Of course. I just wanted to say one last part because you were talking about the Christian community. I just yes. wanted to... Also, like, you know, make that intersectionality, that connection in the Muslim yeah. community. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Like, a lot of um, a lot of my clients will yeah. say, like, if it wasn't... So, we have this word called haram, which okay. is, like, forbidden. So, like, you, uh, like yeah. it's a sin to kill yourself. It's a sin to commit that's, suicide. That's what I was getting at, yes. Yeah, and it's, like, that's so crazy to me that um, that's, like, the one thing that can be stopping people. Yeah, 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 and that it's unforgivable that you will enter heaven into. So, if you've ever heard these languages from whatever um, religion or community or culture that you come from... Um, remind yourself that that's not a safe space at this moment so yeah to, so because it's not making you feel yeah. safe so come into a space find find safe spaces find yeah. a therapist that is able to hold you in that moment and hold your feelings in that moment um so mercedes thank you so much for being here I really appreciate it. I love you. Oh, um, yeah, this was really great. If you guys have any questions for Mercedes, um, you can leave them in the comments below. Yes. Also in the little description. Hold on.
<laughs> also in the little description i'm gonna add mercedes information Info, yeah. yeah we're gonna get all your stuff Thank website you. everything so you can contact her you also simply look me up on um psychology today yes mercedes mitchell yes georgia you're Atlanta, a therapist georgia. in georgia yes, yes. Atlanta, georgia uh, that's where I'm, I'm licensed in the state of georgia so i can only see you if you're in georgia however yeah. tell a friend to tell a friend who lives in georgia yes y'all she flew out here for this I podcast flew. That's how much she's about this. Like she was like, I told her, I'm like, come to my podcast. Like we're both gonna get our stuff together. We're gonna make this happen. And she's like, all right, bet, booked. Bet. And life be life in, cause yeah. I'm being very transparent. Yes, on tell my, them. On Monday, we're not even a week out yet. Yeah. I got in a car accident. Mm. Had to go to the hospital. Currently have a concussion. I hope it didn't show on this podcast. <laughs> Never. That I didn't have Where? my thoughts together. But if it did, I'm going to, disclaimer, I was hit by a car, have a concussion, but this topic means so much to me that nothing could stop me from flying up to Chicago from Georgia yes. to, to be here, to be in this space, talk about this important topic, and continue talking about it, because it's not a one-time thing. So, whenever you want to have me back, other people want me. <laughs> What's up? Call me, beat me, <laughs> if you want to reach me. If you want to reach me, that's <laughs> all right y'all thank you so much for joining um i always do this i need to stop okay thank you so much for joining episode three of the this is how you heal podcast my name is yada and this is mercedes we wish you well and until next time bye thank you